Jamba. Jamba to you, Lewis. We're back to do another episode of uh, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, or no, Yammering Lou wants you to get high-minded show where Lewis sometimes gets high. Actually, have you gotten high for each episode so far? Yep, I've always been high. But it's not, it's not, we're not committed to that, but it's cool. But mostly <laughs> uh, we want to talk about, well, random stuff, but we also like talking about um, what? Uh, we talk about podcasts. We're going to start like a, but we aren't going to get that into it this time, but we're going to do like a, a thing where each of us picks a podcast, the other one we'll listen to, and then we'll, throughout the weeks, we'll talk about like how we like it or don't like it or. That'll be said. But a lot of, a lot of times we were talking about, uh, uh, let's see, uh, cognitive, cognitive dissonance and common misconceptions and, and how do we, how do we verify and validate our belief systems how do we not not fool ourselves into thinking we know everything and and maintain open mindedness today we let's see what did we do at least for the last 3 days we did the mindfulness exercise on clearthinking.org um if see, the, this is where this is where i got it now and this is where i do the this is where i say and our guest today is all about the meditation Jordan O'Leary. See? Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Lou. See, that was smooth. I, I interlude. I did not an interlude, but a, there was a segue involved. Applause. Very nice. Very good. Applause. How are you How's, doing, sir? And tell, us, tell us where you're coming from in the world, too. I'm currently situated in COVID ignorant Bali. We have no idea what's going on in the rest of the world and all the suffering and pain and restrictions that everyone is going through because Bali, Indonesia, is pretty much open. And so I've been here the entire time since March, since March of 2020. Now, yeah, I'm in Bali, a little, little uh, beach town called Canggu, actually probably the most busy part of uh, Bali right now. So is the tourism like fully back? back it, gets, it can't be fully, but it's definitely picking up. Yeah, you can see it. No, 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 no? not at all. No, Not a yet. little bit, like a little bit, but it's very difficult to get in. You have to get a special visa. Normally, you just fly in. They give you a visa when you land, but now you have to get a special one, and it's it's actually kind of nefarious and uh, corrupt on how to get the visa, but it's possible. But no, What about vaccines? Yeah. Can you get yeah. access to the vaccine yet? The vaccines here, I, I'm not even sure which ones we're getting. Um, certainly not Johnson & Johnson. I'm not even sure if we're getting AstraZeneca. I'm not sure. But yes, uh, I got a special visa being here, uh, finally. And I think with my visa, they're actually offering it for free. But uh, that means yet- you have to wait. Do you ha- are you like last, like everybody in Indonesia and then, er- and then American tourists are like, are you at the bottom or are you higher up because you got a special visa? I, I, I think actually we may be kind of lower, like last, middle last kind of thing, it seems. But I'm not sure. I think. I mean, that's I think what it's I would think. Because why would they all. care? Yeah, they would put you. I mean, if I was there, I was. I would oh, assume no, I would no, be no, last. No, 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 no. Bali definitely needs tourism. That's the whole economy here. It's the entire thing, pretty much. There's no like oil. There's no like, not much rice. You know, there's rice, but yeah, man, tourism is it. Bali, <laughs> Bali is suffering in that way for sure. It's just uh, what su- super pretty with nice weather, good food. 
Food's okay, but I'm I'm in a uh, kind of more western area, so we got everything here. The local food's okay. the 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 weather is you know off and on. You know, it's it's cloudy, it's sunny, and it's all over the place. But it stays the same pretty much all through the year. Sometimes it rains more in certain months. You know, rainy seasons. But Who right now we're tourists? getting out of the rainy Who, season. Who are the most the tourists? Are they mostly Americans? Are they European? Is this just a a mix of? Is there one kind of tourist that stands out more, or is it just like a mix of everybody? So, like, you know, Tijuana, Mexico is like Mexico for America, and, and this is like Mexico for Australia. It's very oh, okay. close to Australia. So, but, um, you know, a lot of Russians here, a lot of, uh, a lot of mix of Americans uh, are starting to prefer this place. You know, it used to not be that way so much because Americans don't really travel. And, uh, yeah, Europeans, yeah, it's all mixed up. But lots and of Russians. People are, are people, like, not and, and fascinated? And, like, do people, like, come up to you all the time and say you're American or they don't care they're just like they see enough that it's not a big deal or um I mean there's America Americans and then there's traveling Americans you know they're kind of two different breeds just like any any anyone else in any country you know we're all travelers um uh I would say though the the people who are traveling who kind of least bit integrate and I'm not saying this is bad or good or anything are Russians tend to a lot of them don't really a lot of them tend to not really speak English and uh, and and they and they come in and and set up camp and they've got a lot of support from other Russians so they don't really need to speak English so much but uh yeah we're all kind of travelers man like we all speak English and Americans get a get do get a lot of flack for sure but so do Italians you know <laughs> So do the English. I mean, it's we we could pick out anything for at any country, and you know, it's it's actually quite fun. Or at least there's no more Trump, and, and they like there's Biden's president. So you can, I, I think, a lot of Americans cannot can feel like at least they're not ashamed to go abroad anymore, like it's because of Trump. So at least Biden's that that, that burden's been lifted from a lot of people. <sighs> I mean, there's plenty of people who like Trump. Believe me, you know. Um, Plenty of uh, you know non-Americans who like Trump, um, but they don't care though. They probably are like just like f it. Like they'll wear the red hat in in, in France. Probably they're like because so I'm talking about just the regular again. like mild people who are like don't want to be accosted. Like how would you vote for Trump? Like people that have to tell them they're Canadians because they're just tired of the crap. Yeah, I have like, I have a very hilarious joke when they say, "Are you American?" So people come back to me. They'll say, "Oh, where are you, are you American?" You know, and I'll say, "No, I'm I'm a really annoying Canadian." Right, <laughs> it's really I, I surprising. Like it. Actually, the Canadians get really mad because they think I'm saying all Canadians are n annoying. It's like, come on, guys, come on. No, but the joke is that you're acting like an a-hole American, even though you're a Canadian. Isn't that what the joke is really more? No, the joke. The joke is, I'm an American normally, or I'm a Canadian who is really annoying. Yeah, and Todd because oh it. yeah, Todd understood it. Yeah, which is basically an American. <laughs> yeah, so you're like you say, you're an, an acting American like the is joke is not against of an Canadian. Yeah, it's not an anti-Canadian joke. No, 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 not at all. It's actually anti-American joke. The, the jokes, eggs, are, jokes on the American. Anyway, wow, it's like I exposed how to do the magic trick. Not interesting anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I, sometimes I'm a bit up. Sometimes I think when I first started traveling, I was just a touch apologetic for being American for some reason. Um, um, just because we think we're 
amazing. And we think we're just amazing, you know, and just the best and the perfect example for the rest of the world. And this is very true. You know, this is how I felt when I left America, for sure. And that's why I urge all Americans to absolutely travel outside of the all-inclusive resort and to please get involved with, you know, uh, other things besides uh, American cocoons or American uh, safety domes in other countries. Uh, because, yes, the world is a very big place, diverse, and has lots of opinions and viewpoints. Well, I hope we can have friends and, and fellow podcasts about this kind of similar topic that we can follow on all the continents of the globe. Because that, 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 I'm definitely trying to reach out. And I like to, it's cool if I can make friends with somebody in the, somewhere in like Madagascar or something that's really into getting high, also. Yeah, baby. Do it can I, how, how, any way you can. Even going to Mexico, just just run down there and do 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 a month somewhere. You know, somewhere smaller. And just rent a place and feel the fear, baby. And I mean, I do something more. I travel even more than you guys do in my mind. I get on my moon pod and I I feel like I'm floating out in space. So that's like even more of like miles than you guys are doing. Although I'm actually not technically going anywhere. Well, I mean, you've never done LSD. <laughs> extensive meditation but yes marijuana does uh affect the mind for sure so good job Jam. you don't have to go anywhere you can just sit on a damn pillow all day good for you you know what else you know what else affects the mind is supposedly is the building happiness habits exercise at clearerthinking.org now that's a segue <laughs> <laughs> beautiful that's what we're going to start talking about now. I want to just uh, uh, bring the audience up to speed. Um, if you were paying attention to last episode, we would have told you this is what we're setting up for this episode. Uh, we are doing, you know, at, at probably every other episode or so, we're doing a quiz or exercise from uh, the clearerthinking.org website, which is devoted to uh, helping people understand their their personal biases and uh and potential misconceptions. This is the point where normally if it was a quiz, I would actually invite the audience to hit pause, go take the quiz so that you can come back and follow along. But in this case, this was a three day minimum three day exercise. So I don't recommend that unless you have a really good memory and you're really going to come back in three days. Um, let's let me tell them about, and I want to ask you Lewis about your, uh, experience with the exercise, Jordan. You didn't uh, do the exercise, right? I had you no idea that you—that's what you guys were doing. No clue. Yeah, we, okay. We didn't. We didn't but I'm well—I'm well familiar with stuff like this, so I could definitely. That's, chime in. that's what Lewis tells me. Yes, yes, yes. So this exercise is to—it's—it's um, it's to build happiness habits. <clears throat> they say that some people report being in a better mood after only three days of performing this exercise and here's how it works. You have to agree to give. You're consent. talking about the mindfulness one, right? Now, Cause remember there's, the, there is like a happiness one and a mind. Oh no, there's a grateful, there's a gratitude one and a mindfulness one. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yes. We, we needed to choose one of two happiness techniques. There was the mindful technique and the gratitude technique. We chose to go with the mindful technique. And the first thing we needed to do was pick a trigger activity that would indicate when we would perform our happiness technique. It's something that you do, uh, like they say best would be something you do like seven to 25 
times a day, like sit down or have a drink of water? What did you choose as your trigger activity, Lewis? First, I was going to do it when I when I was walking around, but then I thought that's going to it's going to interrupt <laughs> the the safety protocol that I always have running in the back of my mind, so I don't st- you know crash down the stairs or something. So I, was, I decided that wasn't safe. So I I scrapped that idea and then I decided and you don't really walk that much. So yeah, also I don't walk that much, but I can't like <laughs> I'm not going to like I'm not going to like deactivate my safety protocols just for mindfulness and then like break my arm like. I'd feel like a big mindful jackass if I did that. But no, so I I decided to do it every time I sit on my moon pod. I'll I'll get high and I'll get mindful. Every time so you sit on your moon pod. It's not times a day. It's more like three or four times a day. But I'll okay. do like longer. I do like for I do it for like I've, I've actually been doing. I did like a ten minute one through calm, and then I just did one. That I think my favorite one is just, I found on on um. Spotify, it's uh, my, it's it's called uh, Calm Deep. It's it's called Guided Meditations from the Yoga Bunny dot com, and it's it's just this woman guiding you through a meditation, telling you to breathe and imagine like a basketball in your hands, and it it's really good because it makes you made me focus on that, so I don't so I get out of my head. So I, yeah, I very, having very to focus important. on like two things at once was really like it really seemed to work. Like I didn't uh, you know fade away like I normally do and start thinking about other stuff. As much. Yeah, yeah. I'm really happy to hear that you're digging on that, Lewis. No, yeah, you have to do your type. Like I said, like I know Jordan is like, he's an expert on it, but like he, he even would admit he couldn't tell me the ideal type of meditation for me. I have to figure that out for myself, right? You, like there's I, all you, kinds of different ways you can do it. And I think audio, something guiding me is like, and but Jordan was saying he'll get more, he does it without anybody guiding him. You're just doing it, right? You don't have somebody telling you. Every I mean, minute, if, you, like, if you dive into it, you need something like this, like what you guys are doing at first, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, I'm not going to poo-poo this stuff at all. It's you need this before you can just do nothing, you know, and sit there for, you know. So we couldn't just do like 45 day. minutes. That would be a mistake to try to start. You don't start off like that. That's no, like more right. like yeah, been exactly. doing it a long time. I don't think it's a mistake if you have the determination, but you just, the truth is we just don't have that determination. We don't even really know how to identify what that is. And the only danger really for doing that is that you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Pardon me. I don't know if we can swear. Sorry. Uh, yeah, what we, can, we can always swear. Okay. What, what the fuck is this? And this isn't working. And then you quit. That's to me is the only real danger, unless you're really like diving into like fear and stuff like that, and 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 you—that's where you really need a guide. But yeah, it's best to 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 be consistent, even if it's ten minutes a day. That's the most important thing in the beginning. And I'm always curious, like how much, like it maybe it's hard to quantify, but how much would you say it's made a difference in your life? Like how much better? Like how much more? And what is? And what are the main benefits that you've gotten from doing this meditations? I mean, if you're talking about something like an app or some kind of like. No, just beginner. your general meditation. I mean, like, I'm just saying, how much is, has it, like, right. I, I know it's I, had a positive right. effect. Like, how much? Yeah, and, like, I mean, and what? Like and that's, what? You get on to a different kind of thing after, after you're able to focus and actually sit there. Then you're on another level of, of like, okay, I'm sitting here, but I am, I am bored, mm-hmm. or I'm fearful, or I'm uh, really, really, really confused and things like this. But you're very aware, kind of, like, you're able to, like, sit there. And not just get up. And from there, dealing with that stuff, I mean, you're talking about flipping the universe inside out and 
and completely seeing your life in a different way. So that, I mean, that's much like kind of psychedelic stuff. So this is a completely, yeah, it's completely, absolutely 100, 1000% completely changed my life. Yeah, and can yeah. you tell? And also, can you tell? Like, there must be some days where you skip it for whatever reason. Can you tell? Like, or if you don't do it for all a couple of days, can you time. tell the difference? Like you say, oh, yeah. like I really miss it. All the damn time I skip it. I, it's and they, really but I'm it's saying hard. you notice it in the day, like, yes. oh man, I'm more crabby today. Do, or sometimes you're flying so high, you just don't think you need to do it, and sometimes you're just like, ah, I don't need. I don't want right, to do it. right, and, right. And you're just like, eh. But those are really important times to do it, and it's always beneficial. But the time you really see the difference is not when you stop, but when you do it again, like after a month and you haven't done it. It's just like, boom. And you go, oh, yeah, that's what this is. That's what I mean. It's a completely different perception. So you don't really notice when you fall out of it, you know. And that's, that's, that's why you need these triggers and reminders in the beginning and when you're when you're flying high and you kind of get it and is the ben- still trigger, need trigger. Trigger. trigger i want to i want to i want to get mine in here too like um my trigger i had two choices uh one you know i do food delivery during the day so a really easy one which is the one i went with oh nice was, uh, great yeah uh right after i've completed a delivery exactly that's great which is going to be about 10 to 12 times a day the other obvious one would have been every time i open a beer because I do that, because <laughs> I do that fourteen times a day. <laughs> this is high mi- high minded, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> but either way, I mean, they both had the 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 limiting factor of, well, one of them is like I'm only going to be doing during the day. The other one I'm only going to be doing during the night. Um, but that's what I went with. The second step was, and then and then it, you're supposed to, we're, you're doing it for ten seconds. So. Uh, X number of times a day for about 10 seconds after you've chosen your, let's see, I got to click this, uh, put a number in, uh, 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 okay. And then skip this. Are you do- is, is Todd doing his like mindfulness with an Excel spreadsheet? Cause if so, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, that would be another one. Spreadsheet um, of the mind. But is the main is the is one of the main one of the big benefits of mindfulness that when you get used to pulling yourself out, so then when you have a situation where you get upset or really angry, you can pull yourself out of it faster, like and get and go okay, do my meditation, get out of that, get out of that headspace. Talking to me? Yeah. Absolutely. Is that one of the benefits of it? When eventually, and I'll just really sum it up for you. Eventually, when you're sitting there, you you're literally the witnessing all emotional physical phenomenon arise in your awareness rather than being completely hypnotized and swept away by them you're literally sitting there watching them so when anger comes or something comes you see it instead of completely reacting to it and you can choose to kind of go down that rabbit hole you kind of like you mean you kind of like detect like i'm getting angry now and you can stop whereas before you wouldn't know it until you're deep in the anger that you're angry it's almost like it's really more like you see it and you allow the anger to do what it does. Um, where when you're unconscious, let's say, I don't want to get all woo-woo here, but when you're unconscious, the anger's actually swept you away and you're and reacting. And you react to it. Oh, okay, right. I, I think I get it. You, and then you react to it and you think with the anger. Instead of just being angry and let it go, you think, oh, I'm angry now. Like, hey, I up yours. Or you start like getting aggressive with people and like you're, you're living the anger. It really is like you're trying to 
lessen the anger with with these actions and that actually makes it worse so allowing the anger or whatever whatever that sensation is and you realize the sensation is only called anger because it's a sensation mixed with some story in your mind um you're letting that sensation go uh, do its thing and you're kind of letting the story sit on the side and you're not buying into the story and then that energy, let's say the feeling in your body, that's all it is, is it kind of moves through your body. It's really weird. And then you can't really identify it as anger anymore. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. And that's like an insight. You know, oh, oh, so that's what did you guys, what do you generally feel like? And I'll give this for Todd too. And I'll answer at the end. What are you guys generally feeling like when you're doing the meditation? Like what's going, what, what kind of emotions do you tend to have or what kind of thoughts? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to keep going through the process before we get to results. Yeah, is that sure. cool? Sure. Okay. So the next part. <laughs> Thank you, next Todd. Part, <laughs> next part of the process after we chose our trigger activities was to choose what we're going to do for ten seconds. And in the mindfulness, <laughs> in the mindfulness uh, thingy, let's see. Try to talk timing. They're asking me to fill in a bunch of stuff to get to where I want to go. Um, okay. Yes. Please list some things you could be mindful of when you're practicing the technique. And I went with three. I said, I'm going to contemplate the clouds. I'm going to listen intently to <laughs> like entire oral landscape around me. And I'm also going to uh, search for any tension in my body. Like how, how does my body feel? Am I, do I have a, a you know, is my leg sore? Am I standing weird or am I clenching my teeth? Anything like that? How about you, Lewis? I was concentrating on my, how my body feels on my moon pod and concentrating how I feel when I'm <laughs> high and my breathing. And then also would pay attention to, well, uh, to like either like some ocean stuff sounds or, or to the woman doing the guided meditation for me. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Oh, so you combined the, you combined the, the lady on the, on the, no, on the no, I do it. Oh. I did. I did one where I was just listening to calm, and it was just like forest no, like a forest noises. And then I did a separate one where it's a, a guided one where it's just the woman talking to you occasionally. Like she How? keeps you. Like she, every like thirty seconds, she's like, "Okay, and do this now." And then, and then it, it's enough time where you're trying. And it's like the task she's doing is not. It's not like super easy. It's like imagine a basketball, and you're squeezing it. So it takes some some like energy to like imagine that and like try to get it. And I think that that's what's good. That that pulls you out of yourself pretty well. I think when you're trying to do two things at once and you're trying to figure out how to do them at this, like that, that's a lot. I think that's like a very good for pulling you out of your head. How diligent were you? Well, I'm never diligent as just a rule of thumb. That's just not a characteristic that I tend to have, except for except except for if it involves like OCD, double check, triple check, and then I'm thorough. Did you did for you, something like this? I wouldn't be. Was, I don't know what you mean by thorough. You mean like you mean how many, am I trying to perceive of a lot of different things in how, the in the room? Did or? you do it? Did you do it on Monday, Tuesday, and today? I think I did it two days. Yeah, I think I missed one day. So okay. And about how many times a day did you did you manage to remember to do it? Were there times when you forgot, or did you did you remember to do it every time you sat on your moon pod? Except I for think like I didn't remember day. every time, but I did it probably like four times or so each t each day so maybe like eight times yeah i was really good on the first day and then yesterday i had an uh like actually a horrifying pile of really terrible incidents really like one of the worst days you could possibly have 
And it kind of ended my driving for the day, and it definitely ended my interest in doing anything except, um, I don't know, not thinking about anything. Um, but then I, I pulled it off today as well. Today, today I, I forgot a few times, but but I would always, you know, I'd have done my delivery and then would be driving like two blocks away, and I'd say, oh wait, 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 I got to do it, and I would I would actually pull over and do my little do my little ten seconds. The most important part, man. That, that diligence. I did experience twice. This was the most interesting thing I experienced. Is And it kind of had to do with the listening, I guess. Mostly. Was there were two times when I felt my oral consciousness. Like suddenly snap into like a much higher resolution. You, you know? mean auditory, like the auditory stuff? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Aural, uh-huh. as in like A U R A L. Right. Okay. Um, and that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you, Lewis? But did you have a lot? Did you have a lot? Of, I hear some people say they get a lot of emotions flooding in when they're doing that, or some emotions like just sweep in there. Or did that was, happen for you? It wasn't so much emotions as as that. Instead of in instead of feeling like I guess you know by default I don't realize it but you know it it gives me a good comparison it's almost as if like mostly I'm just living inside my head and then on these two occasions I suddenly felt like I was living in like a three block radius of where I was standing like that my consciousness had had um. You know, it's weird. It's weird. I almost, I kept, you know, because I'm such a fucking gamer, I kept thinking of it as like it's like like my my audio card just got a fucking huge upgrade or something. Like I was going from from low resolution to high resolution here. You explored, you explored the black areas, and now in your mind, and now they're 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 revealed. No, nothing like that at all. Actually, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like if you're like I was thinking of like civilization, you know, like or any game where you reveal, where you start with <laughs> oh, <right>. nothing <laughs> and then you reveal the squares. Oh my god! The fog, yes, yes, the fog of it war. It was like it was that like the fog good. of war was lifted. That that is actually very apt yeah. for my ears, though. Jamba and and from my mind. Did you have any kind? Of, what was I don't know? Is there any singular experience? that you can tell us now is the time when I want to hear about your results. You mean like the singularity? You mean, you mean am I like super intelligent, like com- you like Johnny Depp combined into a computer, like that kind of singularity? Or your Depp? Yeah. There's that movie where he's like, he, he like becomes part of the computer and it's, he's like, it's like the singularity. And then well, he's if- like, well, if anything like that happened, I would like to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have a lot of like emotions during when I'm doing these. I just feel pretty calm, and I. I'm, but my mind wanders like sometimes a lot, and sometimes it seems like it's like a minute or more before, and then I'm like, I'm like, I'm not even. Oh, and I'm not even aware. Like, oh wait, I'm I'm supposed to be meditating. So that, I think I that's something I that what I'll try to notice the improvement if I can just have it where I where I go away less and I come back sooner instead of just being like in my own head for another minute and then, then going back to it. So I do this super, super boring style of what you could say it's spirituality meditation. It's Zen Buddhism and it's Zen. It just means meditation. That's really where it comes from. And in the beginning, you just can't, 
you can't again you just can't be there and sit there without really trailing off into these daydream stuff like you're describing and that's why in the beginning many many places just have you count your breath to 10 and then start over at one so when you're at 15 or 20 you know you can't oh my god i didn't start over at one boom there's a way to, to start again or if you you can't even make it past four which is really common too you know you can't even make it past three you Wait, go, oh what, my god what? okay i'm thinking Oh, what happens to stop you? So you're realizing that you're not counting or that you're counting over 10. And then you go, oh, I'm counting over 10. And then you start again at one. You're only supposed to go to 10. Or if you realize you're just not counting anymore, counting your in-breath, then you start again at one. And it just you just keep starting at one without going, oh, damn it, you know. It's simply, I screwed <clears> up again. It's really, you know? at, at, at core, it's just learning to discipline your mind. That's to, it, in the beginning, absolutely. You know, instead of, you know, the cat jumping all around the room and chasing stuff and right. scratching the furniture, you want it, exactly. You want your mind to just sit peacefully in your lap. And Does that mean you've got to slow it down. You're really slowing down this, this brain activity, which is really just habitual, and you're just using this forceful method, you can call it what you want, of just, it's you know, mindfulness, really, of just... Uh, just starting again at one and you can be as hard on yourself or as easy on yourself as you want when you realize that you fucked up again and you're gonna fuck Does up Does that mean I have tremendous potential to be like more mindful because I, I think I'm operating on by as low level efficiency of discipline as possible so I think well, I think like the, but you're, I, the sky's you limit as off far as my improvements if you're trailing off for minutes at a time that's a low level of discipline that's what I'm, but I'm yeah. saying that means I have potential I have a high potential gain if I, I mean, just yeah. got like if I just got like forty percent more efficient, that's huge. Or it like compared to like what I'm operating on now. Well, I mean, it's nothing to gloat about, but yeah. It, it, it no, could you, I'm just trying to look at it as like more exciting that I have so much. I can get so much better than than even if that starts. It still feels good to get a lot, to potentially get a lot better from wherever you are. I think it's just just get to work. You know, just do it. It's always what it ends up being. Because we're always trying to figure out some way to get around this kind of hard part. And really, the, the benefit is this, like you said, Todd, this diligence, this determination, this decision to just do it. Even though every all your faculties are saying, no, get up. You guys are excited now for this because you're trying something new, new novel energy. But that shit goes away, man. And you're just sitting there like, dude, what am I doing? You know, like, this is stupid. It's not working, la, la, la. You come up against that a lot. That's the worst, man. It's worse than fear, that stuff, because it's annoying, you know. But that determination to do it, you know, it's just like this faith thing. We want to know that it's going to work and that we don't want to have blind faith about it. And it, it really is weird in that way and that this determination to get through that annoying part that yourself that's saying this is bullshit and this is i'm just wasting my time all i'm doing is grinding my nervous system and uh get past that stuff that's the big fucking bonus well, how soon level did you start right how soon did you start noticing the benefits after you when you first started doing meditation i i actually had a an, a, a quote unquote you know realization on lsd and I, I, I saw things very, very clearly, how we're completely, you know, kind of missing the point here and blah, 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 all that hippie shit. 
but I said to myself, also, I want to achieve this knowing off the drug. And that took me about five, 10 years. I stopped doing it. It took me about 10 years, but I was ser- I was like looking for complete like awareness in my life, like much like this kind of knowledge and knowing that one has when they're having a good acid trip, so to speak. And uh, yeah, that took a while, but it actually only took about two weeks is that's when I got serious. So after nine years and you know, what is it, 50 weeks, I finally got really serious about meditation and it took me about two weeks to finally have that major breakthrough, like life-changing breakthrough. Uh, so I don't want to say it takes 10 years, but you got to be serious. Like, and that's, but that's beyond this, I want to be calm. I want to have more focus. That's like the first level stuff. So that's, a, that's know, attainable. I, I that's, think it's immensely beneficial to, to want So that's attainable. Like, sure, that's like the, being, being more focused and controlling our emotions a little more. That's obtainable in a shorter term time span, you're saying? I think yes, but you're always going to have that. Yes, definitely. But you're going to have that nagging annoyance there too, which is always going to kind of pull you away from the quote-unquote practice of meditation because it's a chore unless you really get like what you're doing. Yes, it'll make you calmer. Even in that annoyance, it'll give you kind of a calmer, more focused thing, but you'll have this kind of monkey on your back. And to get that monkey off your back is actually, in my opinion, the point of all religion. It really is like you can go very deep with that problem or that question or that mystery. But yeah, uh, the short term, yes, absolutely. But I like it though because I'm in my head. I'm in my head so much that it's nice to get out of my head without having to do something, without having, you know, do it like playing a game or TV, like just get out of my head like that is, is nice. Ah, it's a beautiful practice for sure. Beautiful. I really, I don't know. I really like being in my head. I mean, I've, I've meditated before. I do. I did enjoy it, but it just, it didn't feel like something I, and it never really has felt like something like I, I have a burning desire to add to my life. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy or content with uh, the operations of my brain just as it is. I, I always have been. I'm, I'm very good company to myself. But because you're a co-host on this That's podcast, awesome. you have to be open-minded about it. You have, you have to like think about it more and by, I'll by say, the requirements of this podcast. And I'll say this too. Uh, I, find, I find delivery driving to be kind of low-key meditative uh in in the first days yeah yeah Uh, um i'm you know i'm i'm only driving in the valley i've become so incredibly familiar with with my routes that i'm expending very little mental energy uh another thing that i always tout about uh driving is i think it's an excellent uh exercise in equanimity and goodwill to your fellow man, because that's what I tell people if they're thinking about driving. I say, hey, listen, if you have any anything, anything like road rage or annoyance, like, you know, if you get annoyed when people cut you off, like, this might not be for you because you will be tested. You will be tested yeah. constantly. And I've not only come to uh, become a lot more cool with, you know, because sometimes I need to do some janky ass fucking maneuver right and maybe it's gonna slow people down for a couple seconds but i just really got to do it so i just i ask them to forgive me when i got to do that and in return i need to be able to forgive them when they do it 
And so it's it's something that I'm not only have, you know, kind of not entirely. I mean, sometimes sometimes, you know, the 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 lid does get pried loose a little bit. But I not only like uh can handle it, but I appreciate it. I I think of it as like an exercise machine for my zen is being out there in a stressful situation, you know, a situation that, you know, can often just suddenly become a little bit stressful and just being able to like just shine it on and i'm 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 grateful for it that's that's yeah that's, you're actually describing you're you're describing some ad, quite advanced you know uh insights you know these insights when your mind is prepped in this way with meditation practice blah 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 these insights come automatically you know almost as laws of the universe and when you find equanimity in driving and knowing the mm-hmm. turn and 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 really having that mindfulness through these turns and the waiting for the light and you know and uh, and not reacting in these ways then these insights these kind of truths come naturally you know and that's really really awesome and you're saying also about your your mind you enjoy your mind and, and things like this that's another thing when you get really really involved with it um you don't you don't make the mind an enemy you know and like the ego and things like this a lot of times we're making the ego an enemy and this is just another uh phenomenon that we're introducing into our experience is this problem energy with ego and blah 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 and having to get rid of your mind and having to be totally still in the mind this is not necessary and even going further back you don't need to do this shit if you're not unhappy or you're or you don't have some burning question. You know, it's not necessary that everyone meditate. You know, it's really for people who are who need it or need something or have a question or some mystery in their life or they went through a lot of big shit and they don't know how to handle it. You know, it's really a miracle actually that you guys are doing this because who the hell is really going to sit around and think of nothing? But yeah, these are all really good points. There's I've got, no a, lot, need I've to got a lot of I've got a lot of idle time to think about these things. So I guess I'm I'm uniquely situated for for doing a show like this because I can sit there and just <laughs> think about things if I want to. There's also yeah. such a thing. There's also such a thing as like a bad, like a bad gig, um, which like kind of the worst. I think you know is usually like where. Uh, you know, they're telling you every five minutes that the food's going to be there, you know, that is going to be ready in just a few minutes. And then it ends up being like 40 minutes. Oh, and you're only making sounds like, like sounds like all of Indonesia. <laughs> but you like, but that's interesting. And that you're you only making you like to you like you're to only challenge making like yourself. You're only making like eight dollars on it. So you get these 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 jobs that just abs- they just don't pay. And you've just no. completely wasted your time. And it's uh by default, that's a an opportunity for annoyance and resentment. But what I've found is you take that and that's an opportunity for gratitude. That is, it's actually the golden opportunity to stop and be thankful, profoundly thankful for all of the good jobs, all of the good days. When I have a shitty day, I, I am appreciative of the shitty day. And I really am. That's good. Because if it wasn't for that shitty day, I wouldn't be getting the reminder to stop and be so thankful that not all days are like this one. But you like all jobs are like this one. But it's interesting to me that you say you want to challenge yourself. So you don't, like, I'm totally different from you. So you wouldn't want, if there was a version of your job where it was like smooth sailing every day, you wouldn't want that? 
I like I like this better. It's it's my for me, exercise I'm all about, machine. Like, it's my serenity exercise machine, and it's taught me to uh, really, really get my arms around the fact that I'm responsible for my serenity. The world is not responsible to deliver my serenity to me, and other people are not responsible for delivering my serenity to me. It's something that I need to manufacture. But like it's like it, I just think it's interesting how you have a different like like for me. I'm already like really a mellow person, but I don't want to challenge myself. So I, I like living in my world where everybody is like pretty nice and there's not, there's very little. And I enjoy, I, and I get gratitude from that. Like I feel good. Like, cause I know that the other world ex- exists where people are not that nice and everything. So for me, that it's sort of like what you're saying, but a different way of doing it is that I, I don't want to, I want to stay in my little safe online, pe- you know, polite worlds and everybody's nice. I, I, I enjoy staying in, I don't want to challenge myself. Well, that's, yeah, I want to be in, you know, I want to be in a pool of Skittles, you know, and have foie gras waiting for me, you know, uh-huh. every day. But the whole thing is, is you're, cre- you're creating conditions for yourself and don't mix that up with being mindful and meditation. I'm not, I'm not trying to hammer on you, buddy, but, but it, 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 to, to have conditions, this is actually kind of the exact opposite of being equanimity, equanimity having equanimity, which is really allowing everything that arises in your reality to do its thing so yeah as long as you have your online world and your little moon bag which is all great i love it don't get me wrong i've got my own version of these things um yeah then oh wow this meditation is really working i i'd be careful with that one um it, it really is about uh confronting your life and 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 stepping into it and and seeing what comes you know and instead of avoiding these annoyances and instead of jumping into them as well but what you if don't i'm not jump into confrontational all this stuff. what if i'm not confrontational but with myself it's either it's not con- it's not confrontation i, I, I maybe the wrong word but confronting meaning facing facing these energies you know in your life uh, I mean, in Buddhism and everything, it's just constantly like, what's the secret, Master? What's the secret? <laughs> have, have no preferences, you know. Uh, it's, it's literally letting what is to be what is, and you can't really help it. And, and it's one of, the, one of these days you're going to have to face something, you know. And it's, it, it really is something to, to put forth that courageous energy, really. To, to deal with these things that are unpleasant. And really, you find that, once again, like this anger energy, let's say, energy, I'm sorry, I really hate using these words, but this anger <laughs> feeling you have, if you really let it go in this equanimity, like j- exactly like what Todd is saying, uh, you see that the anger or this annoyance or this stuff is only this feeling in the body associated with a story in your mind. And the story in our minds is what we call our gods and we're bowing to those without even knowing it meditation shows you that you have these stories fused with these sensations in the body so you call these sensations bad or good but when you when you unfuse the story and just let the sensation be then it just becomes this sensation it becomes the stuff in your body without any kind of distinction of whether it's good or bad and in this way this is how you face things in your life that were annoying. This is how you deal with eight minute, forty minute food deliver, you know, food preparation mm-hmm. for an eight dollar job. This is how you deal with these things because you're now unfusing the energy in your body with these stories. So, 
I don't know. Yeah. Being in your bubble. Okay. You know, uh, that's easy, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it really is about expanding into this, this world and accepting all of it in a way that energizes the fuck out of you and inspires the hell out of you. Just like Todd says, being appreciative of, of these things. So it's not just an empty void stone meditation. It actually is automatically. And there might be a choice to like look in that direction of positivity, but it's almost like that choice. Then suddenly everything automatically is appreciative. You're appreciating life. And it's crazy. The amount of energy it gives you, you know, it's crazy. And then the inspiration and the drive and the motivation comes to involve yourself in this, in this world, in this, this, these problems and stuff. You welcome challenges, la, 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 la. So that's really cool, Todd. I like, I like what I'm, I'm hearing there. That's, that's really, really awesome. You know, that's, a, that's really it. There's nothing, not much more to it you know, than, <clears throat> than that. What more can do we, you want? Can we, you talk about, can we talk about our histories with weed? Okay. Uh, sure. Sure. I can, I'll do mine first because mine is the shortest, probably. Because <laughs> Lou I got bored. He's like, enough of this shit. <clears throat> but first, that yeah, I do, I do want to acknowledge. I do want to acknowledge that I really appreciate everything Jordan just shared with us. I, I, know, I, <coughs> I appreciate it too. That was that was a segue. Uh, yeah, I guess needs no, work. Yeah, my my <laughs> let's, my let's weed, do it though. Let's do it. My weed history is brief because I'm I'm the I'm the non adventure. I don't I don't want to challenge. I don't challenge authority figures, so I didn't ever use weed. Until it was recreationally legal here in California, so at the end of 2016, around Thanksgiving time, was the first time I ever got high. But since then, I've really, I've really so taken to it, and I'm a, I'm a true stoner as much as anybody else. I never thought you would do it. Oh I'm yeah, so... I was surprised. I was surprised, but I'm super happy that it's worked out so well for you, Lewis. It's like really? the, I would say it's like the perfect drug for me. I've never had a bad trip, and I've, I've had plenty of trips, and it's always like it's just consistent. I don't. And it doesn't have, I don't get like a hangover or anything. Like it's, it feels like it's like, yeah, it's like if I did any other drug as much as I did this, I would be in bad shape, I think. Very I bad I think shape. you're like, you're like a, like some people, not everyone can do porn. You know, you got to have a kind of, kind of a dim, you know, kind of like, duh, you know, kind of mind to be able you mean, to You mean like perform to be, a, you mean, are you talking about like to be in the industry? Is that what you're talking about? To be a porn star, to be a, like a male porn star, you know, you have to kind of like, kind of be a little dumb in my opinion, you know, just to go, oh, okay, I'll, I'll fuck. But now know. it's different though, because it's so much amateur stuff. Now a lot of male porn stars are just the boyfriends of these women who are the stars. Well, Those anyway, are, like my the point, new porn I mean, stars. I, anyway, I'm just saying, like, you've got that kind of porn mindset uh, equivalent for weed. You know, you could just smoke it the hell out of it, and you don't have any problems. It's, oh, no, I don't. Yeah, it. I do. I do get – sometimes I get a little paranoid, but it's not enough where I can't go, like, no, get over yourself, and I, I'm able to dismiss it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, or I'm not just – I'm not creative enough. With, I, I, I mean, how am I – I feel – pretty safe like I, th I do the math i'm pretty safe in my room getting high on a moon pot what's gonna what could go wrong i think i think people who have trouble with weed yeah that meditation is very good for them you know because yeah, i'm in my head a lot you know and i used, I used to smoke a i used to have a lot of, i used to have a lot of trouble with weed i smoked uh for many years uh starting you know starting basically at puberty and um you know it's really good for a while and then it started getting really bad and uh, a lot of, you know, anxiety, paranoia, nervousness, 
and it was actually like <clears throat> really dumb. Uh, I think I kept smoking for like a couple years after I should have quit because yeah. all my friends were smoking all the time and they were having a great time and just like I don't know like um what do you what do you call it like just doing the same thing uh over and right. over expecting a different result I kept doing that because I was lulled into this like <clears throat> low key it wasn't peer like it wasn't and I think like the peer pressure kind of warnings that were around in the 80s were very misleading because they're so cartoonish and overt, you know, like, Hey, you know, like none of my friends were pressuring me. You know, if I said like, yeah, I don't really feel like smoking. Uh, none of them would have said, Oh, come on. It was just this constant reinforcement of watching them all have such a great time. Um, and I really, I almost didn't know that I could say no. Yeah. Until it was during games, you would do it during games, so it was associated with socialists and games for you too. Because they would often—I remember—you'd often be doing yeah, it. This is before be, I even yeah. did it. It would often be during a game night, right? So you—you you must get that association too. Like weed equals I'm having fun with this game, and I'm so, seeing my friends. By the time, yeah, but now you're having existential crises playing. No, games. by the time, <laughs> by the time we were gaming together in the Pantheon years, Lewis. I had actually figured it out and like maybe I would take like a very soft hit or one thing I found out too, which is really nice. Uh, although I haven't done it in a long time because actually I really just don't have stoners around me in my life anymore. But, um, except for me, you know, uh, I realized like, you except know, I, I can, I can sail along just fine on a contact high. Um, because also something happened too, like when I, when I started saying no, uh, then when I would, you know, maybe a couple months would go by and, you know, there'd be a party or something. I'd say like, yeah, what the fuck? Everyone else is. Let's hit it. Um, it's like when I when I quit smoking regularly, then the times when I would smoke, you know, on occasion would hit me ultra, ultra, ultra hard. Yeah, like tolerance one, is gone, yeah. one hit would put me way ahead of everyone else in the party, <laughs> like uh. way ahead as far as being stoned. But then after yeah. a while I realized, well, I do like hang. I do enjoy my friends. I, you know, I realized like I, I can enjoy my friends on pot without me having to be on pot. And also this contact tie is not, not too shabby. And I'll even go for you, like, is right, that contact right, high. Is that, is that like your secondhand smoke or just being around them? Is that what you mean by that? I think, well, I think it's a combination, but yeah, the secondhand uh, smoke, uh, I can definitely okay. tell. I can definitely okay. tell. I can feel it in my body. Sure. Um, when, when there's pot smoke around. And, uh, also another really nice one is, uh, I can just ask a, you know, a friend to just like, uh, exhale into my face. I just say like, here, just, you know, just take your hit and just blow it like right, just directly in my face. Let me have it. No, but can I ask you like, would you, you know, that, that, there's... that that'll be that'll be like you know actually like uh, kind of comfortable and can and I... just just enough. Can I can I ask you like now that there's all these other options, would you consider trying like CBD? Because with CBD, you don't get like anxiety. The people that get anxiety and stuff on on THC, they don't get that on CBD. It just will give you like a little relaxed feeling, but you won't get that baked feeling and, and you don't get like anxiety yeah I like and like that. i was saying you can even if you do too much thc and you have cbd strong vape you can hit the vape cbd vape and it'll cancel out and you bring you back really quickly 
So it's like also like you could you have CBD vape as like a safety valve in case you get too high. Since we conceived this podcast, I have been considering it, and you have been talking to me about it. Um, I'm not there yet. Uh, I still see what I also have now is uh, like a psychological, like such a negative psychological association that I think that even, um, like even if it didn't, if it's weed like. Right. Even if, yeah, even if it didn't affect me badly, I think my mind could actually just take over and turn it into a bad trip all on its own, just because of the negative associations. But um, also, were you yeah. would you were usually drinking during? Because you know, alcohol increases THC absorption. So if you, these times, if you were drinking, you were getting the, even a bigger jolt of the of the high. If you were drinking when you were doing it, yeah, I'm, I'm almost certainly was drinking while I was doing it. Um. And what would I'm just curious? What would the bad like when you'd have your bad like it, of of your other times you got high? Were most of the time okay? Were most of the time not good or like or and when it was bad was it like really really bad or what was it like? What what, what are your good and bad things like? If, I'm just curious. Your bad and good trips what were they like? Sure. Well, I mean, there's a lot to it. I'll tell. I'll just go ahead and straight to the to the worst one, which was really common with me. Was I would start to wonder if I had pissed myself i would start i would start to really start focusing on on like my legs my inner thighs and thinking that there was you know that there was wetness there and just felt like my dick was leaking urine um and that it was creating a horrible smell and everybody knew and everybody was feeling bad for me but nobody would you know like you know, tell me like, Hey dude, you fucking pissed yourself. Go clean it up. Which is very bizarre because I was around friends, you know, and around strangers like, Oh, fucking forget it. Um, but I don't know. I just overall, eventually, like, I feel like, like I'm really happy that I did smoke weed when I did. There's a period of my teenage years when I think it was a really positive thing for me. And then I feel like I just kind of got the benefits and then kept doing it longer than I was getting the benefits and uh, eventually realized like, hey, I, there's absolutely no reason for me to be doing this. I, I, I almost kind of think, I mean, I, and I have for a long time, I think if I could handle, it might make me a better person. It might make me a happier person if I could handle it. It might be an improvement to my life, but... Uh, I don't know. Just the, that's the how I, that's how I I feel. I definitely like. I have no doubt that it's been a pretty positive. Like, I, you could say maybe there's some negative on doing it too much, but I would say I would say that person. I'm a lazy sob before I did weed. And I'm not any more lazy or undisciplined after weed. So I look at that. Then then that I can just look at the weed benefits, which are a lot. I feel cooler. It's more so, social with people and it's, I like getting high. So it's, it's like, I see all, I don't see any negative to it with the lifestyle that I was leading before. How about Jordan? How about, how about Jordan? Let's run him through and then let's uh, call this, call this an episode. What's your, uh, what's your experience with the Mary J? Yeah. I'm very similar to yours. Um, smoke three times a day, you know, wake and bake. Can't wait to get, never did it at school. Not really. Can't wait to get home, smoke and then smoke before bed kind of thing. 
Loved it. I became kind of reclusive with it. I had a couple of bad trips on acid. That really affected things. Um, but I kept smoking and smoking. And yeah, eventually it was just, I, I actually got, my main thing was I loved it so much that I wouldn't do shit. I wasn't doing nothing. And this is this went on for like years. Yeah, maybe I might pop off a movie here and there with my kind of filmmaking buds, you know. Um, but I moved out of the house and, and really I just, all I want to do is smoke weed and I wasn't enjoying it. Like I was doing it longer than I should have. Just like, just like you talked about when I was about 19, but it was just like this weird kind of addiction thing. And, and every time I got high, I just was like, you're not doing anything. You're just going. Right. Oh yeah. 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 Hole, <clears throat> you know, it's like, it's, it would fill me with a, a moat. Like, yeah, that fear of like, not fear, but. Uh, I would suddenly become aware that there are a lot of things I needed to do yeah, and that I should be doing, and I'm completely incapable of fucking doing them. <laughs> right. Because you're jerking off and playing video games. Yeah. I mean, that's me anyway. <laughs> you know. I had a friend. I had a, let's see, I had a roommate for some years <clears throat> and a good friend who was uh, an ex-Marine. Uh, and he had, he definitely, he had a daily pot habit, but... Like he he handled it very very well, and he was yeah. um, because because of you know being a marine, he was the kind of guy that would do everything that needed to be done for the day. Like he would not ever think about smoking until he was absolutely sure that like everything was in its place, all of his tasks had been accomplished. Yeah, and he can and he would just like he used it like as a switch between his work day and his fun day. Uh, with yeah. with no no blending of the two at all, and he seemed to yeah. Be with it. I I loved it. I fucking loved. I really loved it. The eating, the food is so much better, and, and you get so much more intimate with films that you're watching and games. That I you're like playing. the vape. I, I think the whole vape has opened up a whole world of weed to people because now, like, you can't be at the office smoking a bong. Like, that's not gonna you know that's not gonna fly. But you could be at the office high as a kite on like a vape pen. And I think there's some people that have jobs that are they're probably better off just being high doing them as long as it's not like a safety issue. If you can like be in like doing accounts payable and you're I high and fine. you can still do your job, then I say go for it. Do whatever you want as long as you do your job. But yeah, oh, I think yeah, the absolutely. CBD thing is really cool. Like I tried that. Remember, Lou? I was doing that when we were kind yeah, of yeah. You were doing the different. Off. You were trying to find the right like do, like his five to one, two to one. You were trying right. to find the right blend, right? Right, I think I found a five to one, and I liked it, and it was all edible, and it hit me immediately. It hit me really fast, so that I knew what I was getting into, and it was exactly kind of the way it was for me when I was in high school. There wasn't bad, right? Yeah, when I was in high school. But then I wanted something stronger because I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting into this, and I got a two to one, and it was a different brand though, and I took it. And it wasn't working. And so like an hour later, and I was so used to it, just immediately feeling it, you know, with this other brand. And this was, this is recent, dude. This is like, I don't know, a year ago. I see where this story is going, but I want to hear it. Yeah, right. And uh, so anyway, yeah, I mean, an hour later, it's not working. And so I took another one, you know, and yeah, I guess this brand, it just took a lot longer to go. And I got a double dose of two to one, you know, just hit me. And of course, the other dose came later, you know, 
and I had to cook for my parents and I was, I was packing to go take a trip down to Mexico, you know, like in my truck. And I remember I had to cook like barbecue and like cook steak and at the right temperature and you know, and all this shit. And I'm sitting there packing my car, this like mess in the back of my truck. And I'm just starting to fucking like lose my mind. I can't, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just looking at all this stuff in the back of the truck, like trying to fucking organize it. I'd say, Jesus Christ. And I swear to God, man, I'm like, dude, I'm too fucked up to handle this. And I was just like looking up. I was in Seattle at the time, looking up at the trees and just looking at trees and shit. Like I hadn't been that high. Like really, where you're, where you are losing your mind. Like you are disassociating with your body. Two to one is still a lot of THC. So that's why if you had done like a strong one and eating it, if you had done like a a ten to one CBD, you wouldn't have been like paranoid. You just no, no, I know you're trying trying to advocate. You're like, don't worry, everyone. If you do, yeah, but yeah, you know, and Joe Rogan always talks about like eating it. Yeah, it's true. When you eat it, it's a different thing. And this brand, I just anyway, dude, I I I saw some fucked up shit, man, like really bad, like, and it's just my my thinking mind, like, really just brought me in this this. I saw this like classic devil, like asian style you know like fat devil thing you know and i was just like whoa you know like it was it was like holy shit anyway i still had to cook for my parents and like they they, i went to christian school because of weed and i kept getting busted by my parents when i was young so i had all this like crazy shit associated with my parents knowing i'm smoking so i had this like whole lifestyle of like hiding it so anyway i'm like 38 you know 37 at the time 38 i can't remember 37 and I'm sitting there going, okay, like, I've got to cook for them, and I'm out of my mind. And I'm going to be saying weird shit to them. I'm, I'm, I'm like, disassociative. But I'm still going to do it, you know. And so I got in there, and I just figured it's not worth it going through this without, like, having them know. And my parents are in there watching TV. You know, this is, this is I was visiting them before I continued my travels. I don't live with my parents. <laughs> and, uh... Uh... I said, Mom, Dad, um, I have to tell you something, you know, because I'm fucking 37, you know, enough of this. <laughs> I say, I've, I've taken too much marijuana, and, it's, and I'm really, really stoned right now, and it's been a very long time since I've been this stoned. So if I'm acting weird, that's why. And they said, well, okay, <laughs> it's legal now, you know. So is that good? <laughs> right. That's good. So that was better than that. You thought you'd get a worse reaction than that, I bet. I mean, it's a lovely feeling of relief, you know. Of course, that helped, you know. These these feelings become magnified, you know. So Would your parents ever like, do oh, it, okay. you think? Would they yes, ever do it? they did. No, well, they, they did. had brownies in the cupboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, they didn't indulge, but they, they kind of like, well, let's try it out. It's legal now, you know. I mean, Yeah, they, my, they, mom, my mom is, uh, um, she's, she's in, indulging to help her with her MS. Yeah. Help is it helping? Sleep. Stuff. Is it like? Yeah. Is it helping? Yeah. Good. Yeah, it helps. It helps. Uh, we got an hour, hour in the in the can here. Let's wrap I just, it up. I just want to. I just want to say that I cooked the the steak, this teriyaki steak, and they they actually said it was the best thing oh. I've ever cooked. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Awesome. There you awesome. go. There's your little tag. Jordan, tell us. Uh, tell you know, tell tell anybody listening about your your newest project. Cool. Thank you, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a show coming out called Teach Me Damn It on YouTube, and I am taught by an expert uh, very carefully uh, how to do you know, hobbies and, and professional things like sharpen a knife, making a knife, 
Open a coconut. Open a uh, coconut is the one I watched. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a family favorite. Uh, finding meteorites in the desert. You know, simple things, difficult things, all that wait, stuff. Find, and then wait, they find, te- finding what? Finding what? Meteorites in the desert. Oh we shit! Really? One. Yeah, we filmed it. Yeah, yeah. It's a long one. Super long one. Yeah. Oh my god! Is it up yet? Uh, I might offer that on Patreon because it's so long. You know, okay. it, it really is like a documentary. But uh, but I'll where, definitely where release like the first videos. Part. So this is uh, uh, well anyway, and then I have to do the things that I'm taught, you know, without help, and hilarity ensues. So um, uh, that's uh, so far right now. I'm just trying to decide if I start a new channel, but it's at Jordan's Moves, Jordan's with an S, and then Moves, not movies, but Moves. Yeah, horrible see. name, I know, fucking horrible. I know how to spell. Jordan's Moves, one word, on YouTube. So yeah, you can find stuff I've done, and then I'll announce all that shit. Start filming in two weeks, and we release May first. I'm really nice. excited. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a Thanks, really great man. idea. Thank you, Todd. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I like what I've I like what I've seen. I would subscribe. Thank you, man. That's if right. I we've seen, we've seen like because we're in the we're in the know. We've seen some of these episodes, and they're very good. Well, I don't Thanks, know if that's actually, actually you're, you. They might not see the exact thing we did, though, right? It's going to be edited differently, but. Oh man, I got it. You got to make these things so much faster and cut fast. I'm recutting everything. Times has changed since I made these episodes, but yeah, man, it's going to be YouTube, like YouTube, though, right? It's the nature of YouTube. It has to be like that, right? I it's mean, just the way it is. Yeah, I'm going for success this time. So you you have to really change everything. Big hooks in the beginning, and fast pace, and just just keep it moving, moving, moving. Yeah. Here I just talk about James Con to get the hits. That that's how that's the gimmick that I use. <laughs> Yeah, right. If right. people want to talk to you, Lou, online, where are they going? If they want to talk about James Con or just yeah. anything, just anything. It, yeah, uh, they can find me on Twitter. Do you have at, a separate? Do you have a separate Twitter a separate account, account just for James talking Con, about James Con? I should. I should make one of those. You think that's a good idea now? <laughs> <laughs> James Con is is my pinned tweet right now on my Twitter from from the I, I listed that that you're you know the spies like us podcast episode that he would that i talked about him so that's on my twitter right now if anybody goes good to my job. Twitter. good job on that todd spies like us I, spies really cool like idea. us yeah that's 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 my yeah project. you've done it for over a year that's like that's 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 uh, probably like 12 yeah, uh, 10 hey. more months than i've ever done it straight that's freaking amazing man really amazing woohoo we're headed up towards six thousand downloads awesome and yep, and that's uh, spieslikeus.net. Uh, that's my uh, podcast where my roommate and I go into deep dives discussing the tradecraft of uh, spy movies. And when we do spy comedies, we always bring Yammering Lou along to because uh, there's like no fucking tradecraft to talk about. So if we're just going to talk about jokes, uh, yeah, James Con. Yep, yep. Recently did the Get Smart movie. Uh, with you and Lon, that was fun. Right, yeah, I'll give Lou people my Twitter. Jokes. I didn't give people my Twitter. It's it's at Louis Louis three, like L E W I E L O U I E three. You'll know you're there if you see a picture of LeBron, and then you see a picture of uh, a GIF of James Con. Then you know you're at the right spot. Have you ever thought about changing that handle? I mean, Thank it's, you, it's pretty Thank brutal. You. It's pretty brutal to to spell out and remember. To be honest, I've uh, I've already been through this with with Lou, but please. <laughs> Have your hand at it, please, please. I'm, I'm currently, I'm currently not even. I'm, pro, I'm very like disinterested in Twitter. I just do it as like a just a form, like because that's because I have nothing else to put out there. But Twitter really is like, 
it's not helping me at all. It like promotes. You did your anymore. big follow thing. How many followers did you eventually get? Yeah, I got like probably about like twenty five hundred, but they're but that or twenty seven hundred, but it doesn't mean anything. I can do a post and I get like no track, so it doesn't. They're just they're followers that don't follow me. <laughs> it's just for numbers. Case study. I think there is a lot. Of, a lot of Twitter is like that. It's a mind game with you. I think Twitter knows that. It's like a mind game. So they give you these like the first couple thousand, and it makes you think uh, that you've got to build an audience not. of people who enjoy what you are doing, not just trading follows. You know, like yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be like. And I noticed from the Doughboys, which is my favorite podcast, of course, that they don't get much from Twitter either. I see that. Like no. I know how many listens. You know, I know how big they are, and I see how few like they get. And way, you know, it doesn't well, match good. at all. Like what you they. Know, I mean. Sometimes, sometimes these days it feels like the the social media apparatus really is the product, and the the podcast or the media thing is is just kind of an uh, a hook to build it around. That that works for some people, um, but yeah, not for us. We need. A but, tight- but I like I like the I like that there's no shortcuts, and I don't even believe I, I'm not a big because I've done that before, and I've seen other people do it like you know, buying like advertising. I don't think that works either because the only thing that works is you got to establish a connection and somebody seeing like a click on a thing. They're just going to listen for it. Like, just think about like, tell me the last time that you joined a podcast because you saw an ad for it. Is that, has it ever, it's never happened to me. I find all my podcasts almost from listening to the podcast. Like I like the guest. So I listen to their podcast. That's correct. That's correct. In, in my case, but also we're, you know, we're a little older. You know, there's there's a different generation out there for whom uh, social media is a much bigger part of their lives. Yeah, and I'm not against I'm gonna, trying I'm it, say, but I'm just I'm, I'm just skeptical right that it will help much. But I'm 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 all for like trying it and seeing what happens with it. You know, spending a little bit on, but I'm 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 skeptical that it will help much. But you know, I'm I'll try it. All right. Well, Great. let's uh, let's 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 thank Jordan. Thank you guys. Up. Yeah, was, that was, was really cool fun. hanging out with you. Yeah, thanks for for coming on the show and setting us straight about about meditation and everything, and giving us some guidance because we 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 need we need the guidance. Yeah, and we look forward to seeing your. We look forward to seeing the show. The when is it? When is the? Do you have a certain date when it's going to come out? Uh, First week of May, but yeah, check just check it. I have to look at these dates, but definitely first week of May. Yeah, if not May first. And Todd, you got what? Do you want to talk about like you? what your next uh spies like us show is what's the next oh well let's see just uh tomorrow is our pine gap episode is gonna drop uh highly recommend that show it's a six episode uh australian miniseries uh that i think you can recommend to really serious spy geek heads and people that don't give a shit about spycraft at all uh because just it's just a really good story um and then uh yeah just doing different stuff. We got a uh, recently, just last night, we found we've got some audience uh, clamoring for us to do the Man from Uncle television show. So we're putting that on the slate probably for uh, sometime in May. And uh, let's close out with the Jamba Lou. Jamba. Rock. <laughs>